the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Your daily source for in-depth business and investing news. We are Business 1440. KYCR, Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. The Trump administration is announcing new rules for abortion providers. Here's correspondent Jackie Quinn. President Trump vowed to defund Planned Parenthood, and his advisor, Kellyanne Conway, says these new rules are another step in that direction. Federally funded family planning clinics cannot be housed in the same location as abortion providers, and they're required to have a stricter financial separation. That's correspondent Jackie Quinn. The parents of a Covington Catholic high school student now suing the Washington Post for allegedly abandoning basic journalistic ethics in a rush to vilify their son after a confrontation with a Native American activist last month in front of the Lincoln Memorial. In an interview with the Salem Radio Network, White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders says there's a lesson to be learned from the way the media mishandled that story, namely that they should make sure to check their facts before proceeding. This is SRN News. If you have hair loss, then I have great news for you. This is Mike Greenlee, familiar voice with Minnesota hockey fans. I urge you to log on to INeedMoreHair.com. I'd like to introduce you to the only permanent solution to hair loss, INeedMoreHair.com. You will find some of the most experienced hair transplant specialists in Minnesota. Their doctors have given patients from around the world, including some of the most prominent celebrities, a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. If you have hair loss and want more hair, go to INeedMoreHair.com. Here's the best part. Their technique is so advanced, their results are guaranteed in writing, and their prices are the best in the business. Prices as low as $3 per graft. Their office is conveniently located in Egan. INeedMoreHair.com will allow you to see a more confident reflection of yourself. That's INeedMoreHair.com. The consultations are free, and the results are amazing. Check out INeedMoreHair.com for complete details. INeedMoreHair.com Experience you can trust. Prices you can afford. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here with one of the newest members to the Patriot family. So proud to be associated with the Mike Murphy team with EXP Realty. And with us is Sharon Murphy. So great to have you here, Sharon. Well, thanks, Lee. We're excited to work with the Patriot and your listeners. So tell us, what makes EXP Realty so different? Well, EXP is a cloud-based brokerage. We like to call it the future of real estate. A lot of people get frustrated with the gimmicks and overpromises of many other real estate agents. Who can blame them? We pride ourselves on being different. No gimmicks, just great service. When you call our number, you'll speak to me or my husband, Mike, not an inexperienced team member. That's great. So how do we get a hold of you? Give us a call at 651-216-7870 or go to MikeMurphyTeam.com. So if you're thinking of selling your home, check out Mike Murphy Team with eXp Realty, 651-216-7870 or online at MikeMurphyTeam.com. Thank you. You know, I I really don't understand your Congress or your system of checks and balances because, as I said during the campaign, I'm just a caveman. I 
fell in some ice and later got thawed out by scientists. But there is one thing I do know. We must do everything in our power to lower the capital gains tax. Thank you. Yeah, pretty soon there'll be nothing left for everybody. Pretty soon there'll be nothing left for you and me. Pretty soon there'll be no air to breathe. Pretty soon there'll be no procedure to see. Yeah. Pretty soon there'll be nothing left for everybody. This is kind of um, that old quote, right? One problem with socialism is eventually you run out of other people's money. King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Thank you for being with us this morning. Yes, I had to pause for a sip of coffee because the throat just felt a little dry. And there's nothing like uh, nothing like some uh, good Stonehouse coffee to warm me up. We need to we need to convince them to sponsor the show. Come on, uh, that'd be very that'd be very helpful. Uh, anyway, six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. Let's clean up the rest of uh, of uh, this is James Bullard, president of the St. Louis Fed. We're talking about the Fed, and he's basically saying. So we had John Williams say, "We're in the sweet spot right now." Bullard is like, we're a little above the sweet spot, but we might get. Some, but he'll say we might get some more information. I, there's pretty uncertain about this. Let's continue with uh, this. Is uh, James Bullard on Fox Business yesterday? Basically, in pretty good shape today. Do, do you think the Federal Reserve moved too quickly then at the end of last year? Uh, well, as you might know, in public comments, I've said that I would have opposed that decision, and I argued against it at the December meeting. Uh, I thought it was just one step. The public comments were actually the ones he gave at St. Cloud State, because he apparently had not planned to say that. Um, but as I said, someone there was one reporter in the room, and she literally ran out of the room after he said it. And I think he knew at that moment, oh, I think I'm committed now. Continue. Read against it at the December meeting. Uh, I thought it was just one step too far. I thought we were just taking an extra rate hike there that we probably didn't have to do. And given that inflation is still uh, really very muted. Now, we brought this in muted inflation language in, which I think accurately describes the situation. You know, in 2017 and 2018, the economy really surprised to the upside both years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, uh, you know, unemployment went way down below 4%, and we still didn't get any inflation. So, I, to me, that indicates that uh, uh, we've got inflation well under control here, and we don't need to be preemptive in trying to control inflation going forward. Yeah, the last labor number is 304,000 jobs, and you're talking about a 3.2% um, average hourly wages increase over the last 12 months. That's sort of moderate range there, and not seeing those pressures. Yeah, uh, the wage numbers have been uh, better, and uh, uh, I think they're perfectly consistent with the rate of productivity growth in the economy plus the rate of inflation in, in the economy. That's right where you'd expect them to be. And so I think that's good for workers in the U.S. So being near neutral or a little above neutral, as you've said, do you believe that a rate cut could come this year? Yeah, I haven't penciled that in. I'm happy just to say that uh, we'll uh, keep rates where they are and and we'll see how the economy evolves going forward. I'm sure something will happen. Uh, maybe it'll surprise the upside or maybe to the downside, but I wouldn't want to try to predict that at this point. Yeah, the Federal Reserve forecasted 2.9%. That. that would be two more rates. 
let's go ahead and just stop that there, okay? Because uh, we got other things to talk about today. But but you can hear what he's saying, right? The the, the important part is he's not even he is not saying I'm going to vote for a rate cut yet. Um, he's just saying he's not going to vote for rate hike. Is he, he voted on the January statement at the end of the month last month? Um, um, that that has been. Um, that has been very clear to me that 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 what he wanted was the language change because the language in the in the December statement he disagreed with based in no small part on the reaction of the market to say hey you're go you know you're going too far too fast now what was interesting was yesterday they had this meeting at, that I mentioned in the last hour of the King Banyan show uh, I I talked about this. This meeting in New York City, uh, this is the U.S. Monetary Policy Forum that is done by the Chicago, uh, the University of Chicago's Booth School of Business, and there was a paper presented at it. I'm just going to read you the title. Prospects for Inflation in a High-Pressure Economy, colon, Is the Phillips Curve Dead or Is It Just Hibernating? And for those of you that did not think, or i tell you what, We'll put it this way. We'll be, we'll be nice. If the words, if instead of the words just hibernating, you thought pining for the fjords, go to the head of the class. You get an A from Professor Banyan. Right? And if you don't know what... for the fjords. Pining for the fjords? What kind of talk is that? <laughs> I was trying to catch John, who I thought was busy with a phone call. Good for you, buddy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> That's the sort of blinkered Philistine pig ignorance I've come to expect from you non-creative garbage. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just having fun with my uh, my Monty Python here. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, no, uh, so basically this paper says, in essence, the, the Phillips curve is not dead. And it's interesting because, because in essence, what, 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 what President Bullard has been arguing has been, we don't see evidence that there's a Phillips curve effect right now. And the paper that was presented at the conference yesterday says, you should be careful about what you think there. Now, I know President Bullard was at the meeting. I know he responded to the comments. I, I've read them. I don't necessarily have a whole lot of time to talk about those comments, but I really wanted you to hear what I thought was the most important thing for you to hear is this. Okay? There is nobody, including... Um, um, including Jim, uh, excuse me, President Bullard. Um, I, I'm sorry. I, sometimes I use the familiar name because he is on our he's on our school's uh, advisory council, so we do know each other uh, personally. We uh, he was a student here, but he graduated the uh, the semester before I arrived at Saint Cloud State. Um, so he's a you know, so he's uh, more than an acquaintance. He's uh, he's a friend. And I know that he's saying as well, we're just on pause right now. So anyone that's trying to predict that's going to be a rate cut sometime in 2019, I think, is ahead of the curve, unless they've got a really negative view of the economy. Those of us, including me, who think there'll be a rate hike sometime before the end of the year, believe the economy's going to do fairly well. I still think there's a possibility for a recession at some point, but I think somewhere before that, you're going to get one more rally of the stock market and, and and you're going to get one more good GDP number, maybe first or second quarter, partly weather-related, that will encourage one more rate hike sometime in the second half of 2019. 
that's my expectation. And then at that point, uh, at that point, uh, I think all bets are off um, at that moment, and it'll be up to the it'll be up to businesses to decide if they're going to be investing in this economy or not. And and that will be that that and I think that plays into the other big issue that's before us right now. Friday is supposed to be currently the deadline for the trade negotiations going on between the U.S. and China, which, make no mistake, will have an impact on what happens to the economy of 2019. If it should turn out that we have some kind of settlement of trade, I would expect that the, particularly the second quarter numbers for for GDP would be I'd mark them up an extra quarter percent for the impact of the trade settlement. If they're not, then I would then I would say probably goes down by a quarter percent. I think there's that much swing. It kind of depends on what they do. What I think they're going to do, and what it sounded like from listening to the press availability when uh, 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 Vice Premier uh, 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 Liu He from China was in the it was in the Oval Office with. Uh, the president, and with many of the president's negotiating team, from uh, Robert Lighthizer, the U.S. trade representative, uh, uh, Steve Mnuchin was there. I saw Larry Kudlow in the room. Um, why am I blanking on his name? The the ambassador to China. He was in the room. Uh, former former governor of the state of Iowa. Um, so there was there were several people in the room there. And what I heard were a few things that really caused me some caused me some hope and some pause. Hope was the president wants to have the face to face with with uh, President Xi. President Xi wants the face to face with Trump. Each of them thinks they can get a better deal if they do something face to face. It's high risk. One of them will be right. One of them will be wrong. Obviously, with the conversation happening this week with North Korea in Vietnam, President Trump is not going to be available to do anything this week. So it made sense all along. From the moment they said that they were looking at doing the meeting with in Vietnam with North Korea in the last week of February, it was obvious to anyone watching that they would have to either settle early, which seemed unlikely, or they would have to extend the period in which they would hold quiet the the threat of raising tariffs on Chinese goods. That is now, I would be shocked if that happens. I mean, truly and, and if really shocked to see that happen sometime in the next, in the next few, um, next few uh, uh, weeks. I think this week it'll come out, maybe even as early as Monday, that they're going to extend by 30 days. They will announce a meeting. They're apparently the negotiators are from China are still in Washington. They're going to continue their conversations into early next week. I think when they leave, the scenario that makes the most sense is there will be an announcement of a date, probably for. President Xi to come to Mar-a-Lago to have a conversation with President Trump at the end of which they'll sign a deal. I've expressed my concern about which person's going to get get fleeced in this and I'm I, I'll express some of those concerns in the next segment, but let me let me say at the outset. 
if you're extending the time, if you're not in a hurry to get to that decision point, and you get everything else hammered out before you put the two presidents in the room together to make the final grip and grab, grip and grin, and, and put the signatures in front of the cameras, if you do that, this will go much better. So I'm happy to see that they're willing to extend the time. They shouldn't be in a hurry to settle this. All right? And so I have to say, at this point in the negotiation, I, I, this is actually turning out better than I originally thought when they announced in Buenos Aires that they were going to be on 90, that they were going to hold for 90 days. I really thought 90 days was too short a period. I don't think 120 days is enough of a period. I don't think you should hurry this thing at all. But at least they've they've been smart enough to realize that they're going to need additional time, and it really appears like they're going to go ahead and take the additional time and try to get some extra details worked out. The fact that Luhe came to came to Washington is important. He's a very very powerful person. Many people argue he is the second most powerful person in China. He is um, he is a skilled diplomat and has a really good knowledge of economics based on the things I read from China. So I'm I'm so the fact that he came with this group. All they had to do is promise he would get FaceTime with the president, and he came, and it's like, yeah, sure, we'll give you an hour. We'll give you an hour of time, maybe even two hours of time. You can have a meeting with the president, uh, but come over and be prepared to be able to make some decisions that are going to be tough. I'm going to tell you the rest of the story after this and tell you why there's some things in this deal that maybe I'm not going to like so much. We're also going to talk a little bit about the cover of uh, this past week's Economist, the rise of millennial socialism. That's why you heard the music at the beginning of this segment, and you'll hear some more music right now here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders Roofing. The Lord's blessings are around us all the time. Look for them, enjoy them, share them, share Him. May we also exhort and encourage one another to be listed as good and faithful servants. I really appreciate the guys that I work with, and I'm very confident, especially in the sales guys, Tim and Matt, when they're in somebody's house, they're going to treat them like I would treat a customer, which is with sincerity and gentleness and caring. We would like you to come away from a meeting with us knowing that regardless of where our relationship goes, you are confident that we have your best interests at heart. This is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. We strive to have our standard be God's standard, and we're here to reaffirm something we've always stood for. We're not salespeople, we're just great roofers. Give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up at thekingdombuilders.net. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. 
For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's W-O-W-1-1 to 88988. I spend my whole life on a picket line Screaming workers unite Don't give up the fight Workers of the world unite Welcome back, King Daniel's show. This is 1440. Let me tell you what bothers me about this trade deal that's coming. I have now read... Uh, a handful of pieces um, uh, that indicate that part of their discussion, uh, part of their discussion, and part, apparently where where the, the Chinese have said, "Yeah, okay, we can do that." They've been upset about, uh, or some some people in the White House been upset about the fact that the Chinese have allowed their currency to depreciate to offset the tariffs, um, and so. Part of the agreement is that that they are coming to, that they are working on, and they're staying apparently through the weekend. I guess they're not staying into next week, but they're staying through Sunday. Um, it would appear that part of the agreement is that that the Chinese will promise to sort of hold on to the hold on hold the value of the yuan versus the dollar constant, so any impact of tariffs can't be changed. So I, I don't understand that. First of all. All the changes that have happened have already happened. So if you're going to hold it at the current level, that's fine. If you're going to, if you're going to, in fact, tell them what their exchange rate needs to be, I can't believe the Chinese would agree to that. There are no details on what they've agreed to. And lastly, and you don't hear these words often coming from my mouth, I agree with, with Janet Yellen, who was quoted in this morning's South China Morning Post, as saying this is not a good idea. The... The exchange rate in China is a very valuable element of monetary policy. 
Exchange rates can be prices, in which case we value the the, the, the we value prices as going up and down. There can be a signal for us to tell us how our economy is doing. Uh, that's fine. Or you can use the exchange rate as a policy tool to make promises of the convertibility of your currency into other currencies. China's interest rates don't necessarily tell you much in terms of policy. The exchange rate in China does. And so the depreciation of the currency in China was basically a, a, a symptom of the fact that the Chinese are trying to inflate their economy because they do not want they do not want uh, growth to fall below six or five percent because in that country growth of the growth of the Chinese economy is a regime stabilization act. If you're not able to take people from the countryside and have them have find jobs in the cities and be able to earn more money, if you don't do that, then people start wondering, well, why do we have this communist party after all? And you start to see you start to see resistance. So you don't so, so to keep that from happening, you want this growth. And so the Chinese have been inflating the economy. I've talked about this quite a bit on the show. Now you're going to tell them they can't do that anymore? I don't know. The Chinese seem to think that the exchange rate they have right now is in the right place. But but I agree with Yellen. If something goes badly in China in the next three to six months, I don't think a bank goes bust, but let's let's suppose that that the economy begins to tank and you... You can't have the Americans barking at them and saying, wait, you said you wouldn't do that. Because if China goes into a recession, you can have all the trade deals you want. That's not going to help you. Okay, so I'm concerned about that. We saw stories indicating that the, that they are interested in that uh, apparently uh, uh, Premier Liu came with a message regarding uh, regarding Huawei and the president apparently has said I'm willing to discuss you should never ever 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 go there sir okay because that would indicate that you use the justice system for for um, forgive my phrase taking hostages never ever ever tie those things together Yes, there's a dispute about semiconductors with Micron and, and uh, a Chinese company in Fujian. Um, that can be part of the discussion. I don't have an issue with that. But if this woman actually broke the law and you used the legal system to detain and, and file de- deportation proceedings against her, you have to let that run its course. We can't, we can't be doing that. Those are my concerns about it, but it seems like things are coming along. 651-289-4477, the number to call with your questions or comments. I'm taking out my copy. I have my copy of the February 16th to 22nd edition of The Economist, on the cover of which is a woman with wearing a knit hat and looking like she's shouting. It kind of looks like it could be Ms. Ocasio-Cortez. It might be... or. I'm not positive it's her. In the title says, The Rise of Millennial Socialism. Blech. Blech. 
Okay, I want. I have to read you this. This is the Economist from from the sixteenth. Uh, from the sixteenth, I'm going to just read you a paragraph. Socialism is storming back because it has formed an incisive critique of what has gone wrong in Western societies. Whereas politicians on the right have all too often given up the battle of ideas and retreated towards chauvinism and nostalgia. Really? I believe I believe he's lumping everybody in with um, with a, a small set of people on the right. There are lots of people who do not do that. And there are lots of people on the left who are not socialists. The left has focused on inequality, the environment, and how to vest power in citizens rather than elites. Okay. Yet, although the reborn left gets some things right, its pessimism about the modern world goes too far. Its policies suffer from naivety about budgets, bureaucracies, and businesses. Um, it is so. So, in essence, this is this is this is. It's very interesting that they then go on and talk about about the fact that they think socialism got wrong. I'm very interested in in the whole discussion. I've been excited about the idea that people are willing to talk seriously about socialism because it's like I have another need to do this. All right. Socialism, I'm going to, another need to, to make these points again, that socialism is a logical form of organizing society that leads to the state control of everything. There are only two choices, and this is a point that was made by uh, Ludwig von Mises uh, approximately 75 years ago. There are two ways to organize, organize an economy. You can let the market do it, or, which means it's decentralized, or it can be centralized. There are only, these are the only choices. When people talk about the third way, let me read, let me read, let me read this. The left today sees the third way, which would be characteristic, say, of Tony Blair or of Bill Clinton. The left today sees the third way as a dead end. Many of new socialists are millennials. Some 51% of Americans aged 18 to 29 have a positive view of socialism, says Gallup, to which... To which this economics professor says, you have found the mission field. Go forward. In the primaries in 2016, more young folk voted for Bernie Sanders than for Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump combined. Almost a third of French voters under 24 in the presidential election in 2017 voted for the hard left candidate. But millennial socialists do not have to be young. Many of Jeremy Corbyn's keenest fans are as old as he is. We'll get to that a little bit later. Not all millennial socialist goals are especially radical. Okay, in America, one policy is universal health care, which is normal elsewhere in the rich world and desirable. Okay. But then they go on. It's gone too far. The Green New Deal, which we've discussed already, and, and... that hilarious video, if you've not seen it yesterday, look for it, uh, of um, a children's brigade cornering uh, uh, Senator Dianne Feinstein, who does an admirable job in, in sort of standing up to them. I thought it was, I thought it was really quite interesting. Um, but you can see these, these other 
items, these other elements that are there. Look, I my my firm belief is this: socialism, the support for socialism comes in waves, and it's natural. And it's the distinction between, uh, to use another phrase from uh, another Austrian economist, Friedrich von Hayek. Um, Friedrich Hayek w- uh, talked about the fact that there's a microcosmos and a macrocosmos. To put it simply, I believe the family probably isn't best organized. The family is not best organized in terms of uh, markets. I do not use market mechanisms to manage how I raise my children. And the sharing of the wealth in my household is decidedly socialist. Right. But when I work with strangers, which is what Adam Smith taught us, Adam Smith taught us, you know what makes us wealthier? Finding more and more people to trade with. Because when you do that, you get division of labor. It is that, it is the vision of labor that is the keenest insight of the wealth of nations. That the further and further you divide labor and allow people more and more to specialize in trade, the more, you, the more wealth you create. It is not obvious that that's true. And when you raise children in protected households and what they see mostly is the microcosmos of the family... When they eventually do step out into the world, their natural inclination is to say, well, this works well in my family. Why can't it work well with, my, my, with these other folks who, by the way, because I, I have brotherly love, they're my family too. And to which I say, I'll actually, no, they're not, first of all. And secondly, you can't, as Hayek pointed out, you can't organize the macrocosmos our interaction with strangers in the same way as I manage my interactions with family. There's, there is a, there's a smaller amount. I can't rely on the fact that my brotherly love will extend to everybody everywhere in every place for one thing. And a second thing is there isn't the discipline that comes with a family member of, well, I'm not going to be able to fire them as a family member. I'm going to have to continue to get along with them for the rest of my life, so I should try to figure out how to be how to be a good family member. You treat your family better because you can't fire them. You can't separate from them. That's the catch. That's the catch. Right? And I and to me, when you tell me that fifty one percent of of eighteen to twenty four year old or 20, eighteen to twenty nine year olds believe in socialism is like good. I have I have a lot of people whose mind I get an opportunity to change. That's awesome. That's good news for me, not bad news for me. Let's make good arguments and let's engage them and say to them, "Hey, have you thought about this?" Well, we, let's let's talk about why you think why you think socialism is a good idea, and let's talk about the difference between working with a family member and working with a stranger. Those are good conversations to have with young people. We we'll back after this. You're listening to the King Banyan Show on Business 1440.
capitalist. Come on. This is a special notice to all U.S. taxpayers. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's good news. Due to the financial hardship many are facing in today's economy, the IRS has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative. Qualifying for this program will resolve your tax problem, end all collections, and possibly reduce your back taxes by up to 90%. If you are facing wage garnishments, liens, bank levies, audits, or payroll taxes, it's not too late. Your circumstances may qualify you for this special program, protecting your savings and your assets. If you owe the IRS or state back taxes and cannot afford to pay them back, there's no need to worry anymore. Call the hotline at Victory Tax Solutions to see if you qualify and potentially save thousands. For this free information, call 800-813-1105. 800-813-1105. That's 800-813-1105. I'm a trained lawyer. I went to law school, and I have found that has actually been a disadvantage. My name is Alan. I am a current student at the OTA office in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Uh, I'm a retired district court judge, and when I decided to retire, I'd always had an interest in financial markets. I had done quite a bit of research, read up on OTA a lot. I think I had a pretty good idea of what to expect. The actual class itself was more impressive than I even anticipated. I mean, after I attended that half-hour class, I was absolutely 100% sold. It's almost like a light bulb goes off. You start following your rules. You recognize the mistakes you shouldn't uh, make, and you stop making them. I feel like I've actually turned a corner. I'm actually on a great path. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to do this. And I think a lot of people get scared away from the financial markets because they don't think they're smart enough, and nothing could be further from the truth. Call OTA at pound 250 on your cell phone for a free investing workshop or register at Learn with OTA.com. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. If you're young and healthy, you don't need life insurance, right? Yeah, that's what I used to think, too, until my brother died at 38. Joe left his wife with two kids, a mortgage, and a stack of bills she couldn't pay. Mary had to sell the house and move everybody into this tiny two-bedroom apartment just to make ends meet. I never want to do that to my wife, so I got life insurance. I called AIG Direct and was really surprised how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. Listen, if you have a family, you should seriously think about getting life insurance. You'll feel a lot better having it. Trust me. Call AIG Direct for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you could save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-981-0472. That's 1-800-981-0472. 1-800-981-0472. Socialism failing to work as it always does, this time in Venezuela. You talk about giving everybody something free, and all of a sudden, there's no food to eat. And who do you think is the richest person in Venezuela? The daughter of Hugo Chavez. Hello. Anyway, 0 and 2. Good morning, world. It's a brand new day. Yeah, and I hope you're watching Venezuela. Uh, here, uh, King Banyan Show, Business 1440, um, trying to send food into the country. We had a great seminar up here. Uh, I have a, I have one faculty member who is, uh, in, in fact, Venezuelan, um, and, and not 
not uh, not any kind of uh, right wing ideologue at all. She would be. A, I would consider her sort of your 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 more more in the majority of what you think of in terms of academic uh, academics uh, and professors. Um, but absolutely horrified by what's happened uh, with Maduro, uh, and um, and right now, I mean. They've been killing people trying to get food into the country that's been sent as humanitarian aid. And uh, you're encouraged to pay attention to that. I hope that uh, it might come up on uh, on Mitch Berg's show a little later today on AM 12A, The Patriot, our sister station. Uh, also part of the, part of the, the uh, triumvirate of uh, stations for which uh, John is a manager. Uh, John stepping in because, of course, the manager has to step in and produce shows when everybody else is gone. Uh, thank you. The music's been awesome, and thanks for <laughs> dropping the Vin Scully too. You, you uh, can't you can't beat Vin Scully, and I got to give Larry Elder credit. That's the first place I did hear that clip was on the Elder yeah. show. Yeah, it's, it that's, kills that's, me that's, though. It just kills me. Yeah. Anyways, oh and two. <laughs> Anyways, oh and two. Uh, I miss him. Uh, I, I I mean my my TV viewing uh, exercises is always included during the summertime. Going down the basement uh, after sundown at eight thirty or nine, and then flipping on flipping on major MLB Network, and uh, frequently they would just take the, the the live feed of the Dodger game, and there'd be Vin calling a game at eighty eight, eighty nine years old, and you still loved it as much as you did forty years ago. It's he, he would he's an amazing guy. Amen. Uh, amen. Uh, uh, Callers, thank you for calling in. I wish you'd come on air. I would love to have had this question on air. Someone asked a question about Christine Lagarde uh, and and her attitude toward debt. You know, the place I've seen it most has been actually in relation to China and its uh, and its addicting of third uh, of developing countries uh, in uh, in the debt uh, that's generated with these Belt and Road initiatives. They basically. Basically, Lagarde is warning warning them. You know the terms on these loans that you're taking to do these projects in your countries that the Chinese are offering to do for you make you deeply indebted to China, and they're probably a bad idea. None of that, by the way, will be solved by the trade negotiations that are happening in Washington over the weekend and hopefully leading to a resolution in a few weeks. We do hope that happens. Um, Social, you know, and, and so, but to go back to, and so thank you for that question, but to go back to the socialism story, uh, for, and by the way, if you do want to come on in here, 651-289-4477, get a little time left on the show today. I, I will say, I, over the years, I've come to have a better, um, uh, I, 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 I've come to have a better, more nuanced or, or, a more skeptical attitude towards some of the ex not excesses, but some of the beliefs we have about how markets work. Um, in the very same economist, there's this cool story from Finland where they've tried this universal basic income. You watch, they'll do this here. The, they've had a, they've had time for the experiment. We talked about UBI, um, with, um, uh, Canada with, uh, with, uh, Ontario, we talked about this earlier where a new premier of Ontario came in and, and ended their university ba universal basic income experiment early. And they were collecting data, and I was upset because it's like, hey, that data, we want that data. We want to find out if it works. So here's one they've actually let go forward. Because um, our fear is if you give people, if you just give people universal basic income, they won't work. 
Um, so here's a story from, from Finland. Researchers randomly chose 2,000 people on the dole to receive for two years a monthly payment of $634 instead, whether or not they sought or started work. After a year, recipients were no less likely to be working than those who were on the dole. On average, both groups earned worked nearly 50 days a year and earned about, let me try to translate that into, about 5000 bucks. Some UBI supporters may be disappointed that the scheme did not increase time worked. Unlike other benefits, which are withdrawn as claimants find work and so tend to discourage them from accepting a job, the, you, the basic income creates no such disincentive. This is actually a point that, that market economists... That market economists have made, indeed, uh, when when you hear our, our good friend John Spry here next week, uh, guest guest hosting for me, um, this is a point that he's made for, for years, and a point that I've made is that oftentimes the disincentives to work from the current welfare system are really bad, and a market economist would tend to think that there are there are potentially some benefits to this to this uh, to this. Um, to this idea of universal basic income. So I'm, I'm actually, I'm still a bit skeptical, but I'm willing to be persuaded by information such as what's here. This is in the, this is in the economist, um, on, uh, on, uh, February 16th. I will, I will try to find a, an online copy of that and get that out to you, uh, during the next break. When we come back, um, I'm going to be gone for a couple weeks, and I'm going to tell you what I'm doing and why I'm doing it, and uh, and send you guys all off thinking of, thinking a little bit more about Brexit here coming up on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts star 11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text STAR11 to 85850. Ask about the Bosley Guarantee. S-T-A-R-11 to 85850. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. The colder weather tends to allow for more time to reflect on things. Sometimes we wonder if we're doing the right things, or at least wonder if we're doing the best things. 
As a business, it is easy to be distracted by the advice of others, the influence of the world's view on how things should be, and certainly by our carnal desires. We pray that as the Kingdom Builders continues, that we would never lose sight of what and who is really important. As we will certainly make mistakes in this endeavor, we trust that the Church, the Word, and the Holy Spirit will guide and direct us back on point. This is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. We strive to have our standard be God's standard. One of the ways we do that is we regularly look to God's Word to examine our hearts and our motives because we try to glorify the Lord Jesus in everything we do. We strive to take these standards on your roof, on your gutter job, whatever it might be. Give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up at thekingdombuilders.net. Every day, the men and women of the United States Marine Corps demonstrate their commitment to defend the American way of life. Since 1775, we have served our nation as a force in readiness. From combat operations to humanitarian assistance in every corner of the world. No matter where the mission takes us today or wherever our country needs us tomorrow, we always remember the land we call home. As Marines, we take a stand for each other, for our nation, for us all, the few, the proud, the Marines. So, what would you little maniacs like to do first? Welcome back, King Banyan Show. This is 1440. I, as noted, we're Brexit's happening, and we're going to talk about it just a little bit. I am... I am heading off for a trip uh, sometime in the next uh, three, within the next three weeks. I will be taking a group of students to do what I would call a whirlwind tour um, through through three of the countries of the United Kingdom, through England, Scotland, and Northern Ireland, as well as down to Dublin um, during the trip. So we'll see we'll see as much as we can see. In, in a relatively short period of time uh, and and tour various parts of the various parts of the country and talk to people about about what's happening there um, so you should expect a vote this week it's going to be uh, it's so but some sometime I, it'll be before I head over uh, but uh, there's a there are meetings going on between Theresa May and the EU and I'm going to have to set this up fairly quickly because we don't have much time. They are trying to get assurances about the Irish backstop. And if you don't understand what it is, it, it, all it is says is because there's a border between Ireland and Northern Ireland uh, that is governed by the Good Friday Agreement, which ended the Irish troubles back in 98, the fear is if they have to put a border in to protect the, the trade in goods and services between the countries that that border will lead to a 
uh, a, re, a reignition of, of trouble. So they're talking about that. And Theresa May was visiting with the EU. The EU is saying, well, the border goes back up if you leave without a deal. We need to make a deal. We need to, and we need to be sure that that border stays open. So she comes back from a meeting with the EU and she says this. Play cut number three, please. I had a constructive meeting with President Juncker this evening. Uh, I've underlined the need for us to see legally binding changes to the backstop that ensure that it cannot be indefinite. That's what uh, is required if a deal is to pass the House of Commons. Uh, We've agreed that work to find a solution will continue at pace. Time is of the essence, and it's in both our interests that when the UK leaves the EU, it does so in an orderly way. Uh, So we've made progress, and the Secretary of State for exiting the EU, the Brexit Secretary, and the Attorney General will be in Brussels tomorrow for further talks. So so she said that, and so they've been going back and forth, and as we've talked about on this show several times, the EU does not seem to be interested in giving them a deal. Basically what they've said first is, you have to promise us that there'll be that we're going to have a deal that we're not going to do a no deal Brexit. And indeed in that for a while Jeremy Corbyn, the leader of the Labour Party has been has been kind of dodgy on on where he is. I actually thought he finally said something that 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 I think made more sense, which for Jeremy Corbyn is quite the thing, but let's go ahead and play cut number 4. This is Jeremy Corbyn on Thursday. We will put a motion to Parliament, as I have already. Uh, Keir Starmer and myself put a motion to Parliament which included the option of a uh, popular vote to confirm or otherwise agreements that have been reached. And that was rejected by Parliament at that stage. But clearly it is very much part of the agenda put forward by the Labour Party. So he has not been clear that he wanted the second referendum until about 48 hours ago. And I think that increases the possibility that there'll be a second referendum. Uh, Because on Tuesday, they will vote. She's got to come back with something to say that that the backstop uh, will be the backstop, which basically means Northern Ireland has to trade under the same rules as Ireland. and, And basically, Northern Ireland can't exit the EU. They want that. The UK is saying that that can only be temporary. You cannot have that forever, but we'd be willing to extend it past March 29th, which is Brexit Day right now. He's saying he's willing to do the second referendum because I think in what he's had to say up to this point, Corbyn has wanted another election because he thinks right at this moment he could win a majority of the seats and become prime minister. In which case he would then do some some very different deal with the EU or maybe just decide to keep the EU, the United Kingdom in the EU and undo the 2016 vote. I don't think that's going to be what happens, but that's where he is right now. The other big news that happened this past week, which my students have started to study, has been this breakaway group that you probably read about from Labour and from the Tories that have gone together and created something called the Independent Group. It currently counts 11 people. Watch to see if the votes in Parliament this week happen in such a way that that group might swell. It's becoming like a holding pen for those who are upset with their leadership. There's been a lot to be made about the fact that the Independent Group includes people who are upset with Corbyn for his anti-Semitic remarks. Uh, really, uh, which are very real, and I don't understand why anyone would want that guy to be the leader of their party. 
okay? But it's not my country. It's not my party. You guys do what you want. But he looks to me like he looks to me like a really bad guy. Nonetheless, nonetheless, they're still riding with him. But he's wanted a second election, not a second referendum. That was actually a big switch on Thursday. He's now saying second referendum. Because I think at this moment he realizes that if they go to a second election, he might not even survive the decision about who will lead the party into those elections. They might have, they might replace him as leader of labor with somebody else. It's entirely possible. So it's going to be a fascinating time. We're going to talk to places where we're going to be in an area for about four days where Brexit was supported by a majority of the people. We're going to be in Scotland and Northern Ireland where it was not supported. The Scots are particularly upset about Brexit because they thought by staying members of the UK rather than claiming their independence back in 2014 that uh, they would stay in the EU. Now it turns out they're not going to be in the EU if Brexit Day happens and there's no agreement. So it's going to be a fascinating time, and that's where I'm off to study. So when I see you folks in three weeks from today, I'll have lots of stories to share with you. John Spry will be here next week. You want to be with, you want to be with him, John. John Burke, thank you so much for your assistance today. <laughs> Been a lot, a lot, a lot of fun. Always a good time, and, King. And thank you so much, and we'll be we'll be with you in a few weeks here on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Does your office need a little TLC? Do you notice your bathrooms are a bit smelly? Are the surfaces in your break room a little sticky? And isn't that the same coffee spill on the floor and chili splatter in the microwave from weeks ago? If so, I've got the solution. Hi, I'm Tasha, owner of Forever Cleaning. We're family-owned and offer affordable, reliable office cleaning all over the Twin Cities metro area. So if your office is screaming for help, call me today. Let's get you scheduled for your free walkthrough so you can receive your free quote at 763-807-9817. If you mention this ad, you'll receive 15% off your first month of service. Again, call 763-807-9817. Or you can visit my website at forevercleaning.com. That's the number four, evrcleaning.com. Remember, forever cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. Did you ever think that your data may be the most valuable thing in your business? What would happen if you lost your data? Arby's provides backup solutions both on-site and in the cloud to protect your data. We can even set something up so you can keep working while we fix the failed computer. Arby's can protect your data and keep you running. Giving your computer problems the boot. Arby's Computer Service. If it was 1990, you'd be listening to your favorite radio station on that bulky boombox that burns through D batteries faster than you can say you've got mail. Well, thankfully, it's the 21st century, and there are much better alternatives. For example, just ask Alexa to tune in. Alexa, play Business Radio 1440. Throw out that old beeper and get with the times. Listen to your favorite Business 1440 hosts and shows with Alexa and Amazon Echo.
So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at INeedMoreHair.com. INeedMoreHair.com. Experience you can trust. Prices you can. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never before seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.